Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Seen around here in years. No doubt about it. Hey, Jason, we've taken too much of your time as it is. You've worked hard today. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let you go, and we'll uh, catch up with you uh, tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Thanks so much. Y'all keep up the great work. Thanks, Thanks brother. Friend. That is uh, Jason Smith, co-host of the Jason and John Show weekdays here from 11 to 2. The only thing I'll add to that, JR, is that Jason Munn said the most amazing thing the other day, I thought, because back in April, back in May, we're sitting here scratching our heads going, this roster looks like crap. Who is going to be on the team? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, what is happening? And what he said was, he said this on this show, because he comes on every Monday, he just goes, it's never over with Penny. Like it's, It really isn't. It, and they can be uh, uh, on campus, on another campus in America, and it's it's never the game is never the over. The game is never it over. It is it is total and and utter free agency. I mean, you 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 have a waiver you don't even know exists. You got an attorney, and Javon Quinterly is visiting Memphis today. For those of you who aren't uh, aware of that, yeah, and Javon, of course, uh, for your player at Alabama. I mean, he's he's going to be twenty four when the season starts. It felt like we were about to have a tubby roster. In, in April, I was like, "We're about to have a tubby roster." Because, and especially when the Mikey Williams news came out, you're like, yeah. "And that yeah. who there there was nobody else coming in." It was about to be a Tubby Smith roster, and then suddenly felt a lot like it because you had some ragtag transfers. You didn't have JUCO guys, but you had guys that were you know you have a Division two star. Yes. you have a cat who played in the the conference in Conference USA. Right, you know you might. Caleb Mills might have been your best player in terms of who you were getting to transfer in, and that's thin considering that's, you weren't talking about DeAndre at that point, and you weren't talking about Jordan Brown right. from LSU who's coming in. <laughs> the Jordan Brown get is a big that's, one. That's a big one, especially and that figuratively makes, and yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, well, especially with Lawson transferring out, yes. you were like, "What's going on?" Well, and then that's it, why he tra- that's why he transferred, why he transferred out. out. Yeah. That, but that when Lawson was announced, he was transferring. I was like, "We should have known, me. right?" I, we should have known, and I went the opposite way. I was like, "This is unbelievable." No, it's it is just all falling apart. And then, no, it's the opposite. It's falling together, it's as falling it turns out. It's falling together. And then you have Penny's family, who we haven't even talked about. I mean, the right. roster is full. I like that it's falling together in July and not uh. like in uh, oh. I mean, and you really only have like 30 days till the, these guys are enrolled in school. I know. But like as much as, much as they've been, the hype machine gets has just been... Seems to be gotten too much. Even back to like the pastor yes. days, when yes. pastor got a good recruiting class right. who never lived up to it. And it was, but it was always the hype machine around the young guys, around always. all freshmen. Yes, even Penny's first year, it was the hype machine around Wiseman yep. and Lomax and and uh, Tyler. What's the little Tyler's last name? Uh, uh, Tyler Harris. Yeah, Tyler Harris. Hello all, there. I know. Hello over there. Yeah. Uh, all those guys. It was like that was. 
That was the, it was all is a hype around eighteen year olds. We, this is well, going to be hype around grown adults. There which is was great. so well. We went through the all the smoke stuff. We yes. went through the recruitment of James Wiseman, which on this radio's air we were doing live coverage with right. a phone at the press conference for these young men. Right. I mean, yes. we've come from that to. We don't know what our roster is going right. to be, but suddenly it's awesome. I'm not sure it's supposed to be like the a, a college roster is supposed to be full of grown men, adults. No, but it's a similar thing that we're like excited yeah. about the Grizzlies is that okay, grown men in the locker room to like just calm it down and just be good and calm it down a hair. It's almost the same thing with the Tigers. We're getting grown men yeah. in the locker room. But if you don't have <laughs> grown men, though, you're going to suck at college basketball. Absolutely. That's the way of the world now, for sure. Yes. It does feel weird to say it, though, and I'm like, oh, this yeah. is like a this is like a peer of mine. And I think, <laughs> that, and, and, and I think John, because I'm on with John and those guys producing a lot of times, and when you make – you don't make fun of DeAndre. I'm not making fun of – I'm not of, making fun of him, I, no. When, when I'm saying in jest uh, 40-year-old DeAndre or making an AARP yes. joke – I pro- with my own, my heart is clean. I promise. Like I love it. Like yeah. I, my, I want my kid is getting autographs. It's the whole thing. Like I want that guy on my team. Yeah, it's not. I mean, l- it's listen. not like I'm not fun in the guy. Like I'm, I'm no. Some of my nose at this or making it a joke. It's like, damn, we need yeah. DeAndre Williams. We need ten DeAndre. This Williams. isn't like a Van Wilder no. situation. No, this is, this is no, like, it's not. Like, I'm, was, I'm on he, board. Yeah, he played. He's playing the hand he's dealt, and yes. he's the yes. system that. It, provides him with what that why not well and i think like in the case of jordan brown these guys are all over so one's a waiver right we have to get a waiver for the evansville deal for deandre you got to get an enrollment and probably finish his undergrad if you're talking about jordan brown right javon quinterly seemingly can transfer now as a grad transfer it's incredible and he'll be 24 on november 20 fantastic it, it, it is fantastic. I'm for it. 1998. Who was the cat? Who was the, cap, who was the 20, cat that yeah, played? Uh, be 25. Was it Winky, the Florida State quarterback, who was like 29? Chris Winky was like 28 years old. Yeah, yeah. Is it so, Florida State? Yeah, yeah. I, I was wrong. He will be 25 in November. The Javon Quinterly. That's he was, awesome. He was born in 1998. They That's will be 25. older than the Grizzlies, right? The starting lineups. They will be older than the Grizzlies. They'll be older than the, their average age. Except will be for Derrick Rose. It'd be, and he's a, he's a former Tiger. Yeah, but he won't yeah. be a starter. No, no, no. For starters, well, you got a 25-year-old Desmond Bain, right? Yep, 23. Let's just say if Jaws is not 24, 25. Yeah. 24, 25. Uh, Jaron is right there at 20, 24. Yeah, is, 20, tw- is he 24? Yeah, let me look it up. I guess it's Steve-O. Is he, is he 30 yet? He's old, dude. Yeah, he's like 29, 30. Uh, so Jaron was born in... Jer- okay. Javon Quinterly's on campus today. Yeah. He's born in uh, November of 98. Okay. Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been with the franchise for three years. Four, <laughs> no, four, four years. years. He's been with the Grizzlies for four years. Born September 15th, 1998. Oh, my gosh. He's younger than Javon Quinterly. That's incredible. But this is where college hoops is, yeah. man. Love it. That's why we're, you know. Listen, I hope they get him. I hope they get it and it works out. I do too. I, get these old dudes on our team. Sign them up. Let's do it. Let's be one of the old guys. Like they yeah. always, they always say, you need these old, these veterans yeah. to like when you get to tournament time, who have seasoned, who have True. done it. I, I'm ready to have these old guys on my team at tournament time, who are proven dudes who can get the Tigers to the next weekend. The the thing I think that old school blue hair fans are turned off by is it's just a different way. It's not the player who's been there no, that, you're you had for a, a year. that you had a signing day for yep. and they were on your roster. It, it's a transfer. Yep. It just, and, and usually those guys, they're using NIL money. Yes. They're, and that's where NIL comes sure. into and people are – 
I don't want to speak for the majority of fans. There are some fans that see that as dirty pool. I don't. I, mean, I think that's just the game. It, it, this, it is what it is. What it is. Right? I mean, well, you know, the the complaint forever is the one and done rule, and it's going to ruin college basketball because anybody who's worth, who's good enough to go, is going to go after one season. You get right. one season of freshman. Blah, 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 there's never any old guys. Well, now we do have guys sticking around because they can make a little bit of money, and they don't have to like jump ahead to go play in Romania yep. or whatever, and so they can stick around and and be older students who have now. Get number one, all the yep. blue hairs want these guys to be students and get college degrees. Well, now these guys are getting college degrees and they're getting going to grad school because they're yep. grad transfers. So they are they're older guys getting a full education and yep. still and also keeping actually making the game of college basketball arguably better. I think. I think it is. It is better. It's more uh, the, skilled. The players. shooting is still horrific, in my yeah, opinion. I, I don't think you're going to get there because these guys aren't shooting all day long. No. They actually are attending some classes, but. <laughs> You're right. There is a pretty big ruling that came down today, and some of these states are changing the rules to open it up even wider. Like ESPN reported on this earlier in the week. In New York State, like they are making laws so that these states can't even get their hands and, and investigate or or have the books on what these NIL deals are. Really? And, and I don't have the story in front of me, but it's it's a state-by-state thing. You know, there are states that are a lot more liberal than this than others. Sure. I, I think— Tennessee, oh, so we're probably somewhere in the middle. Just like anything, if you're not a state employee, you don't have to exactly. uh, d- uh, admit. It's the opening up the, the opening books. Of your and and honestly, here in Memphis, we don't usually know Mm-mm. what the breakdown is because they have a collective, right? You Normally, only normally that only gets uh, released when it's something worth leaked. bragging about. Or leaked. leaked. Le- quote, unquote, leaked. It's only that it does that when it's something... When you're using it as the recruiting yes. tool to be like, look how much money we can give you if you come here. If it's like a yes. normal deal, it's like... I don't know. I, I don't know what a normal deal is. Let's just say it's well. I, I let's so just say, say it's fifty grand. Call it fifty thousand. Let's call it fifty k. Okay. If that that is then that is if that's a normal deal. Let's just say right. it is. Let's let's project that. Maybe it is. Yeah. You're not gonna release that right. to like. Hey, you can get fifty k if you right. come here. When like my the guy at Miami is like, well, uh, you can get a million if you come here. <laughs> look who's in on Javon Quinterly. Illinois is in on. That's a Big Ten school. Right. I would imagine when we won't see the number. Sure. There's like we're having a conversation sort of right. about. Javon's going to get some money, yeah, and and probably a good a good check. I would imagine to post some Instagram stuff as and he should put some stuff up as you know? he should. Maybe you and I should get some of that. I want. Can I get some nil money? We need a Jr. Moore <laughs> nil fund. <laughs> need nil fund. Hey, I, I you can put money in that when you do your concerts on Monday that's, on Facebook. That's true. That's you know? true. Um, I can do that. Uh, Jr. Moore is in studio with us. Uh, happy that uh, Giannato and Jeffrey getting a little break here. Jason Smith joined us in that last segment. We had Jeffrey at the top. Uh, next, we're going to do a quick version of The List. The List. So, Jr., we can pull some ideas, things we want to talk about. We've talked a lot about John Morant and uh, Derrick Rose coming in. We haven't really talked about the, some of the uh, free agent deals, the max contract for sure. Desmond Bain. Yep. Um, we talked a little bit about the Cardinals. So we'll talk about maybe Desmond and some of those other things. Coming up a, a little after 3.30, Christopher Gabriel from KMJ Radio in uh, Fresno, California, a friend of mine, uh, will join us. And I'm interested in your thoughts on conference expansion. We'll ask him about conference expansion, too, because Memphis is trying to still get into the Big 12. As they should be. Because it became official this week. We're part of this sort of half-ass American that's with rice <laughs> Man, and, uh, I saw that tweet, welcoming them, welcoming the new the And new the logos. Crew. The logos. I was like, God, that is so depressing. So Christopher so will uh, tell us what's the latest in conference realignment, see if Memphis is in that conversation at 3.30 here on 92.9 F. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. MESPN free show. All right, it's three fifteen. It's Jr. and Brad hanging out, just chilling, just chilling. Happy Hump Day. All those fun cliches you'd say on a Wednesday, except this Wednesday feels a hell of a lot better because we got Monday and Tuesday off That's for a lot of right. us. Yeah, yeah. Now the power situation was not good over the weekend. That less the different kind of hump. Did you listen, uh, le- lose any power? I didn't. We did not lose power. No, we lost good. trees, and the, uh, yeah. a tree branch fell on my wife's car and did some damage. So Ooh. that's not fun. Mm. But uh, you probably would have liked the power to go out instead of that, right? <laughs> yeah, I prefer a power outage <laughs> over car damage. What would you like least or more? Oh uh, yeah, um, pretty much. Hey, let's do uh, this thing they call the list. Giannato and Jeffrey keep a list of the stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen to find out who made it and why. This is The List. You just made the list! On Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Oh, Brad, Mike Trout is hurt again. You just made the list! Oh, man, Mike Trout. Mike Trout is our first member of the list. <sighs> Mike Trout... Broke his wrist. I think the uh, hemate uh, bone in his wrist. The hemate. The hemate. Ah, uh, yes. And you think like, okay, he's playing baseball. Maybe he got he got beaned. He got yeah. hit in the hand. Except it was a foul ball off the barrel of his bat. He was just gripping the bat too, too hard or something. And uh, <laughs> and and broke. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> many a wrist injury from gripping you the bat know. too hard. You don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, like it's crazy. It, I find uh, number one, it's such an undignified injury. Like, yeah, it's an embarrassing it's, it's an, one. It's almost. like at least yeah, get hit or, or slide into the bag, and you yeah. come into the bag yeah. funny. So number one, that injury just sucks. Number yeah. two, is he ever going to be a superstar? He's all he's he's such a like nondescript dude. Yeah, he could walk in here now and it'd be like that guy kind of looks familiar, but I'm not sure. And he's so good, like so good. And he's so nondescript on a nondescript team that is rarely ever on TV, and he's Let's, hurt all the time. No, 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 and Shohei Otani is. I'm not way saying more you're wrong. That I, I realize Shohei's more famous. Having said that, Mike Trout might be a Hall of Famer today. I know, but that's a thing. Is it? But is he a superstar? Like if he stopped playing, but is he, he would a, be a Hall. But is he a superstar? Do you think my mom has ever heard the name Mike no. Trout? And that that's a baseball problem, I, I think. I don't think my dad has ever heard no. the name Mike Trout. My, my father, who's a farmer, um, certainly doesn't know who Mike Trout is. He right. does know who Adam Wainwright is because he's a Cardinal fan. But Adam Wainwright is probably in baseball circles. I might be taking this too far. Nah, he might be right as famous as Mike Trout is. Right, which is might crazy. Be. Right, and at it, least in these parts, especially. Absolutely, you know, it's not for for Mike Trout to be that good and just not 
well known no. in 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 America's pastime. Now I realize right. that football has taken the place of that. Yes, but still, baseball is one of the top three major sports. Yeah, and one of the best players in the sport is just meh. Mike Trout. Is he is thirty one. I feel like these guys. Here's here's what I would say because my son is now trying to play higher level baseball, not yep. high level baseball, higher level. But he's a high school baseball player. He's 15, and I have seen how violently these kids swing a bat. Sure, sure. In order to and Mike Trout is one of these six two players. Yeah, he's he's a, 230 pounds. He he's a, built like a. He's, a he's almost a small linebacker. Yes, I mean yes. he's he's built like a tank. He's ripped. I mean he is he is really put together. When you pair that with the aggressive tenacity that these guys play to stay in the league and, and go at every swing and every run, and I'm seeing this from high school players sure. who are probably going to sometime play college. Right. It's violent. They, sure. They use the, fero- the, the ferociousness at which they run is much more than I ran in high school. And I played, you know, I played varsity. I played. Right. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to compare Mike Trout to my high school kid. <laughs> but Mike Trout is ferocious when he swings. He is. I can totally see you breaking your wrist just with the the ferocity that you, if that's the word, that you swing with. I mean, I don't even think it's embarrassing. I, I realize if it were a you know a, a a labrum or a shoulder dislocation on a wall injury would be cooler, way but, cooler. And in seeing something spectacular, or you get a, a saved ball over the the thing, like Judge with his toe. He ran through a wall. That was impressive. That's like, like we, you know, it's a hurt toe, but you yes. go, dude, he ran through, he caught a ball and ran through and a wall. And they have video of it. And, and every time they talk about it yes. on the Yes Network, because I watch all these games, right. like they're going, you might recall when he wrote, he went through this wall. That's a dignified injury. That's, an in, that's a great if injury. If you got hit with the ball yeah. on your hand, you go, mm, a broken wrist. It makes sense. Nut shots, not glorified. No, like what's this uh, guy, what's the guy who played for the Cardinals in left field in, like, in the playoffs, took, tried to catch oh, the ball? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's the nut guy? He He's so good. He's actually a really good player, but he uh, he was not great in the field. Good hitter, though. <laughs> was that this year? No, no, that was years ago. It, it was, wasn't uh, Tyler O'Neill, was no, it? No, no, it was a deep playoff run. This is a guy who was like— Marcelo Zuna? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, no, it, uh, it's just like now we're going to play who I says like this what is like on in the Scott Rowland era. Yeah. This is like way back. Okay, this is so like, we're talking like a, a, a 90s-ish. What, what's the guy? Is it Matt? He's bald-headed. Um Oh, Matt uh, Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday. I remember that Matt shot. Holiday. But he's the, such a stud, though, that nobody cares if yeah. he gets hit in the nuts. It was in, left in the field. playoffs. He just tried to catch a fly ball, fly ball, and he missed yeah. it with his glove, and he caught it with his nuts. He's known as a hoss, <laughs> though, so he can kind of get away with yeah, it. If you're so. a putz like me and you get hit in the nuts in softball, it's a little different. <laughs> it's way different. But I, I will say, you know, Mike Trout. There are probably more glorifying uh, injuries are. than a, than a wrist snap on a thing. I, to, That's to, it. That seems like a freak. Really, it's it a does. freak injury. And so a lot of undignified injuries are freak injuries. And so I don't mean like. It's necessarily embarrassing for him to get hurt that way. Yes. It's just so, like, it's a thing of, of course he's hurt. Well, of course he's hurt Mike, again. Mike Trout is becoming he, that player. Yes. And he did it from a normal, like, there was nothing yes. abnormal about that, foul tipping a fastball. Right. And then you break your wrist foul tipping a fastball off the barrel of the bat. It just seems- It's a little tough. He's becoming um, somewhat not a... Like, he's that guy, right? He's, he's that, that player guy. that's sort of jinxed yes. because he's such a terrific, almost a little bit like Penny Hardaway in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Penny's co- more devastating to his career. Yeah, because uh, of the knees. Because Mike can still come back and play, and it's not like nothing that's like ruined his career. And Mike's a Hall of Famer. But it is it yeah. is like he is never playing, a feels like he's never playing a full season because he's always, there's always some injury that takes him out for two months of the year. He has, not his more. war is above 500 again, the 2.9 this year, 85-3 career. He yep. has 
as three-time MVP, rookie of the year, nine times. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's This he, is probably the most Mike Trout has ever been spoken about on this radio station, too. Probably. <laughs> Which is, again, He's probably crazy. pissed that Otani's also not going to be on his team. Uh, I'm curious, Brad. I, actually, before we move on, yes. I'm actually curious. We can start talking about undignified injuries. That's good. I'm, what is your most embarrassed? Like, tr- oh, like an actual... A real injury, not like, oops, I stubbed my toe. Yeah, like I mean, a I real bro- injury I've, that is I've broken both arms. One of them, okay, this isn't, I thought I didn't have an example as we were talking about this off air, but I do. <laughs> so, you know the launch game that kids play in their living room where you put the feet up like they're yes. a launch pad, and then you put brother or sister's <laughs> yeah, you, butt on you your put, feet, yes. and you launch yes, into, and you usually launch into, into a soft, self, uh, couch or like cushions. Plush, plush items like yeah. couches or a bean bag. Yeah. Not in the Carson household. Jen, cousin Jen, decided to launch my ass into a coffee table, and I broke my arm playing the launch game in my aunt's house. Oh no! I was so pissed. But my 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 grandmother, and this is the old Germans. They're like, just get your ass off the floor, Brad. What's wrong with you? And you you're playing for a day. Your cousins are visiting or whatever. And the next day, I'm like, my arm really hurts. Um, oh and gosh. I had broken my arm. My my grandma's like, I guess we should take you to the hospital. And it was broken. Incredible. Yeah. How about you? Do you have any um yeah. kind of oh, quasi oh, yeah. embarrassing? I was, pl- I was playing a show. I mean, this is many years ago. This is like early two thousand. I was playing a show at Queens College in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And uh, we were setting up. So at least it wasn't during the show. We were setting up. And but the st- they they had the steps on the side of the stage where you would you know walk off the stage. Yes. Set up kind the of funky. stage steps. Yes. And I was carrying like a bin, so I couldn't see my, my feet to where my feet would land. Yep. And when I stepped off that stage, I caught the edge oh, of no. the stair and really badly turned my ankle. Well, it was it was like parents' weekend. I think that's mm-hmm. what we were playing for was parents' weekend at the Queens college. college at, yeah. co- at the college. And so I am using some very choice words very loudly because yeah, I, I just hurt my ankle. You're, it hurts. Um, and I get all, you know, people come over, some of the dads are like doctors and like, oh, you've almost definitely broke your ankle. Well, because I was a hot, I was hired by the school to do a job. To which perform, perform music. I therefore fall under some different insurance rules. And so like, but per their liability, they have to call an ambulance. No. They have to call. They, I have to leave in this ambulance for, for because, and so I It's have, required. It's required. And so the first time in my life I've ever ridden in the back of an ambulance oh, was because I stepped off the stage wrong and had to be taken off on a stretcher in the ambulance oh from God, the JR. show and go to the ER. And then the ER doc is like, <laughs> is like get up. And I'm right. like, I can't stand on it. She's like, you yeah, you basically, little, you little pee. She basically called me, you little pee. You, you sprained your ankle. Yeah. Get up and leave. And I was like, <laughs> do I need like a, a any kind of uh, yeah, brace or a, a boot? And yeah. She's like, if you, if you really feel like you need crutches, uh-huh. I guess I'll give you some. <laughs> and so she gave me crutches. I feel like the biggest wimp in the world. <laughs> By the time I got home from the weekend of yeah. shows, like my, my, my now wife, but my girlfriend at yes. the time, and my foot was huge and like black. It was a swollen neck. From bruising. Yes. Like it was yeah. bad. And she was like, yeah. oh, you have to go to the doctor. And I was like, but the ER doc said I just need to quit being a sissy and walk. Yeah. And so I did end up going to the orthopedic doctor and I was in a walking boot for like a month. Like it was a legit injury. But boy, did it not. It, I had to leave on an, in an ambulance. In, so, the back, in the back of an ambulance from a college around a bunch of college kids and parents. So many learning lessons here, JR. <laughs> First of all, Queens has a serious rules about liability, really like do. a lot of places That's do. Right. I don't mean to take this another step removed from Mike Trout, but I will. <laughs> Your story reminded me what recently happened on the neighborhood app in Germantown. 
they advised Stacy to check our alarms. Yeah. Our, we had some issues with fire alarms in our house. And they're like, you know, the fire department will come out and check those for you. And we're like, well, that's a nice service. We had to have them set up. What they didn't tell you was, it's like your ambulance. They're freaking the truck. and the- <laughs> They brought the whole damn red fire truck to our house. And uh, paramedics, too. Yeah, so the people think somebody's had, like, had a heart I'm attack. Like, or like This was supposed to be our pass, and now when I actually have a heart attack, it's been used. Like, oh, what are we man. doing? Oh, so, man. So if you're listening so to JR's story, don't perform at Queens College or, yeah. or perform there, but just try not to or, get hurt. Yeah, if you do, get off the campus Get soon. off the campus for, so you don't end up in an ambulance. In, on a stretcher. Yes. For a sprained ankle. Yeah, and if you need your fire alarm checked, <laughs> you can get somebody probably and not have the ambulance come to your house if you do it properly. Be uh, great. But if you call them, they're going to bring the red truck. They're That's coming. Uh, next on the list, we have Michelle Wee. You just made the list. Michelle Wee is retiring after this year. I find this story fascinating that she is as famous of an of a female athlete as yes. uh, you could be, I feel like, because uh, now if you're a not if you don't – Hang out at the country club every weekend. <laughs> so let's just remove you guys. That's me. I haven't been hanging out. Can the you na- who's not from Memphis? Because yeah. of course we have Rachel Heck. Yes. Who's not from Memphis? Can you name another LPGA player? But because I can't. Not a current, tur- uh, not a current, current tour player. Member. Like no, like no. Sorensen. Yeah, back in the day, sure. I could name. I, I've, I, um, back in the day, I could. I can't today. I can't today. Not and today. so that she is that famous, and she's only won five LGBT. How old LPGA is she? LPGA tournament. She's only 33. So total tournament, she's only one. Michelle Wee is only one. Five. And she, it's just crazy. It's fascinating to me that, and that she, she's always said she didn't want to play anymore once yep. she had a kid. And I understand that. Yes. Um, because being, being on a tour is a grind. They don't call that a PGA no, or LPGA tour. Yes. It's called a tour for a reason because it is right. tough and you have to love it. And it's just weird to be like at 33, yep. you, you stop working yes. at something you are, Awesome at. I would love to do that. It it's incredible. At Thirty three. It's incredible, and like, and she and that she is so famous for a sport that yeah. I, I think it's clear she doesn't like. I think. Well, I watched her press conference yesterday, and she was not teary eyed about. This. Yeah, she wasn't mad. She's not mad at all. No, she's actually ready for it to be over in some respects. She's married to Johnny West, who is the son of. The uh, the great Jerry West, right. who was our general manager here sure. in Memphis. Of course, he's the the legend himself. He's the logo. Yep. So she's married to a super wealthy dude who's in the Golden State organization. Johnny's working for the Golden State Warriors. That's pretty good. Or, or the Sacramento Kings, one or the other. He's he's an he's an NBA executive. Makes plenty of money. She doesn't need the money. She's nope. Her endorsements alone, like she's got watch deals. I met her when she just started on tour, and she, by the way, coming out of like I think it was Stanford. She was famous right out of the gate. Immediately, because she was trying to play on men's in men's right. tournaments. Right. She was amazing at golf. And she was super, I mean, wasn't yes. she already kind of playing in some like real tournaments when she yes. was like 15? Yes. She, and she, so we're talking about 2003, 2002. Um, she has, she won the Newcomer of the Year in 2004, it says here. So, so 2004 is when she really was rocking and rolling. She won the PGA Championship. Well, that's 19 years yeah. ago, Brad. I know, I know. If she's but 33, when, that means she's only she was 14. But when then. you're our age, stuff is cool and it just stays cool. Uh, like you're right. when you're 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 still a rock star. Shoot. Like, I mean, you're like I, you're you are a rock star. But like I think when I look at you, I think of Ingram Hill and of I course. think of all the I think of the Coliseum and 15,000 sure. people. Uh, that's her. That's her to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's brain locked. Um, so Michelle Wee, I mean, it says she was the runner-up in the PGA Championship in 2005. I mean, this is she did win the U.S. Open in 2014. She won the U.S. Women's Open. In did 2014. she really? Yeah. So that's, but that's still nine years ago. That's, Chevron Championship. She was runner-up 
So the two, the big win for her was that 2014 win. Yeah, well, at least she got one. But it's just, yeah. it just it, that's not a lot of tournaments to win for somebody who was that, no. is, was that elite and that famous for being elite. And also, it, to just be like so done and ready to move oh, on. Oh, she's done. She doesn't love the sport. And I, you have to, I mean, you have to be so, yeah. it's not like, you have to, the amount of time and effort to get to be that good. Yes. You have, it, which a, is why she, and she talked about this in the press conference. She has to do putting drill after putting drill after putting. She's not naturally, from what I remember back in 2003, and this is, this is my only Michelle Wee story, I met Michelle. On at the Shoprite LPGA Classic in Atlantic City, New Jersey, it was in Absecon. It's right on right. the ocean there, on the Atlantic, and right by Atlantic City, by the boardwalk. And she couldn't putt then. She walked over, and we had a kiddie putting zone for kids, and she tried it a couple times. She couldn't make the putt. It was like 15 feet, I mean, and maybe 10. And Michelle was she's kind of laughed it off, sure. and of course she's young. She's like you know 17, right. 18, 19 at that time. But like that'll get you, in your head. You know that'll get in your head. That I think, but I but it sucks if you don't love something and you're That's sitting right. there. I mean, you you do you but, love being a musician? I do love being a musician. I yes. do. You um, would play all the time, every day. Uh, it's it's what it, you leave live and breathe it. Yes, I love it. And then she clearly doesn't. Uh, she clearly doesn't. And although I mean, you know, stuff changes when you have kids. Yeah. You don't want to be on tour all the time because you. And so I totally get that. Yes. But it is m- most pro athletes don't normally walk away willingly. They, it's either either their body lets them down and they yes. have to, or they're not good enough and they can't get they can't compete anymore. But that that yes that inner in, in inner inside competition yes. in your own brain and your own body, like I feel like that, and especially for golf, you right. can continue that into the senior open and play long. It just seems crazy well, that you'd I, be like thirty three. And I'm it's done. hard for guys like you and me who are middle aged to go. That would be our ideal career because our bodies would never break down. Sure. And it's not based on looks. Even like Phil Mickelson seems to have it really, really good. He does. You know, and plenty of money. You make a lot of money doing yep. it. Yep. The endorsements. So this Michelle Wee story is weird. I. I don't want to single anybody out, but I think we've talked about it on these airwaves that Austin Nichols didn't love playing did, basketball. Right, sure. And I kind of he put played it in because that he bucket. was he played because he was good. He was tall and good. We and wanted so him to come to Memphis. Yep. But all along, even with the struggles he had, and by the way, Austin Nichols is killing it. Like he's a, a terrific person. He's he graduated, got, you know, finished his degree, came back to Memphis, was part of the hustle there for a time. But I think you have to love something like you do. sports to play it at that kind of level. Because you have to do it to, all the time. All the time. It has to always yeah. be on your brain. Yep. So um, uh, we bid adieu to, I guess, that's it? That's it. That's I mean, it for Michelle she, Wee? She seems like one of those, she might go go play like a, like a charity event. Maybe. She, but listen, by reading this stuff, it seems I like she it's is done, though. Done, done. All right. NBA and Dylan Brooks. You just made the list. So, Dylan Brooks is now a member of the Houston Rockets, and uh, we're talking free agency. We've covered Derrick Rose joining the Grizzlies. We talked about the Desmond Baining signing a little bit. Um, We haven't talked about Dylan Brooks moving to Houston. Yeah, that seems fitting. Four years, $80 million. Tim Bontemps for ESPN wrote, while Dylan Brooks gets four years, $80 million from Houston, uh, he's a terrific defensive player. He has real offensive limitations and didn't seem to have a huge market. This deal was more than I imagined when free agency began. And it sounds like Houston was the only landing spot for him to get this kind right. of money. Hey, kudos to his agent. Yeah. Uh, because I, that there wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of talk about him about him being around the $15 million deal. Mm-hmm. And if, if, he was, if Houston was the only bidder, then... Good for them getting well, extra money, but I, I didn't like the Rockets to begin with. But in that now you hate help. them more. I don't know that I hate uh, them more. This yeah. doesn't you make like me them more. doesn't make me like them anymore. It's funny and looking listening to Gabe and some of the guys on the station as a, a loyal listener. 
I've kind of come around on Brooks from a sense that when it first happened and the Lakers series was going on in the moment, I was upset. I'm like, please stop talking. Yep. Please, I, I can deal with the sunglasses, but the clowning of LeBron is probably not a smart idea. Yep. Um, but once it was over and about two months passed, and here we are in July, I was sort of like, and now I think Marcus Smart alleviates some of these concerns because I think we got an upgrade sure. from Dylan Brooks's slot. But I was sort of okay with Brooks to the point where I was like, eh, maybe it wouldn't have been a bad thing to have him. Now, I don't think those two players can sort of coexist from a role perspective. No. But, you know, if you're if you're talking about how is Dylan Brooks, I think Dylan Brooks will play fine. Will they be great? Probably not. They're no. too young. I mean, he maybe he'll get all the shots he all those plays he wanted to run for him. Maybe That's he'll true. get them there. Yeah. I don't I listen, he he is not a worthless player by any stretch. No. He does no. a thing and he does it and he's and he does it well. But I don't think he does it better than the problems he causes. Yes. I feel like I've played like I've played on teams where you have dudes like this and you're yes. like, "Would you just calm down?" Please. Yes. Like there, there's all this extra stuff, and I've played. I've been on like tours or play had you know in bands mm-hmm. with with like having a dude who's similar to that to where he's good at what he does, but there's this extra thing, and you're like, "Yo, man, what, what is your problem? Yeah, can't you d- just focus on this? What is it's your very problem? hard? And, and I think we're learning that from a lot of society. Yes, and so point. you know, yeah. I, I am. I, I I think he was he did a lot of good stuff uh-huh. for the Grizzlies and helped in a lot of ways. So it's not like his contributions are like, good riddance, get him out of yeah. here. I'm not that way, but also I'm not sad to see him go. Well, and I also, I hope that Memphians don't boo him at FedEx Forum. No, oh, absolutely not. He should not be booed. And there will be people that will think about it, well, and I would stupid. say don't do that. That um, is, That would be idiotic. He, he did a lot for this franchise. He did a lot for this franchise, and it's not like, it's not like we wanted him back right. and he decided to leave. Yeah, he got more money someplace else, and we had a, a different plan. And we all said, "We offered him you're, money. You're free yeah. to go." Yeah, yeah. So, like, no, that's a mutual. That got weird now, but yeah, that's a mutual breakup. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. There is no reason to boo him. That's I, fair. Yeah, matter of fact, he should probably get an applause his first time here, and then we can hate him after that. Also, we'll say pretty good draft pick from that old franchise, from that old regime. Yeah, with Dylan in the second round, uh, uh, dude. I mean, that was a nice pick. That you get a second round player. That was the Ivan Rab draft. Yeah, who is a starter and contributes. For yeah. what seven years? Yeah. Now that's it's really good. So I was, yeah. uh, that is today's version of the list. We will have it back tomorrow. By the way, at this time tomorrow at three thirty, uh, Matt Reiser, new baseball coach mm-hmm. for the University of Memphis, will join us. Next, uh, we'll Take be that. joined, and, and he, I think he has some thoughts on Mike Trout, um, why he hasn't helped Major League Baseball from a star. Oh, I perspective. like that because he's on the West Coast. Because Chris yes. Gabriel's on the West Coast, and I bet so, he'll have some insight more than we will. Yeah, and uh, just some thoughts from Christopher on that, and much more from KMJ. Christopher Gabriel joins us next with JR Moore. I'm Brad Carson. You got Giannato and Jeffrey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Today, it's special guest host Justin Moore with Brad Carson on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey Show. J.R. Moore Music is where you can find him on Twitter, at J.R. Moore Music. Uh, he is J.R. Moore. I'm Brad Carson, and we welcome onto the show Christopher Gabriel, the program, at CG Program on Twitter. My friend, your friend, has been on with me several times over the last year because... 
Um, we've been hiring people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been filling in. And uh, he's with KMJ in Fresno. We bring on the very best here in Memphis. And so we welcome on to the show Christopher Gabriel. Christopher, how are you on this lovely Wednesday? Uh, gentlemen, it's great to be with you, Jr. Uh, Brad, always a pleasure. Let me just give you a, an example of what life in July in Fresno, California is like. On my show this morning, uh, you hear the weather guy say, "Gonna be uh, gonna be cooling down just a little bit. We're gonna get to only a, only 97 today." Oh, Do you and, have any char and, marks on your skin? Man? Yeah. Oh, I'm just telling you what. You know, nothing like feeling like a salamander when you're walking around outside. I love listening to the show. Really enjoying uh, what you guys are talking about, Thanks. especially uh, especially Javon Quinterly, Mike Trout. Uh, lots of stuff that we can get into. I'm going to go wherever you want to go. By the way, you were a little late, and that's okay because it allowed me to do five late. minutes on. <laughs> well, it, it allowed me to do five minutes on ESPN Wales, yeah. and we talked uh, a little bit about bog snorkeling. I don't know if you've ever been bog snorkeling, <laughs> but it has a, it's a legitimate sport. Sixty yards in a in a trench filled with water, wearing flippers. Uh, and m- goggles and uh, and whatever that little snorkeling thing is. I don't know if you guys have ever done it. Uh, we can't do that out here because we have no water out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just tried to eat two hot dogs and I got stuffed eating those uh, those two. What do they call them? It's it, it, grizzles. Uh, what's a, what's a what's a oh. hot dog called? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't even get w- one down, let alone two. So all of these things going on in ESPN, the hot dog eating contest, I know that ESPN is trying to fill programming. Now, first of all, they have fired half the staff, but second of all, they have their 4th of July programming on. Well, gentlemen, what are your feelings on on not just hot dog eating contests, but food eating contests in general? Because I find it to be one of the most disgusting things ever. I, I want nothing to do with it. No. Um, I, I mean, the only thing, I watched it once at Coney Island, and the only thing worse than watching these guys and, and ladies stuff these things in their mouths is realizing that they soak the bun so that it's like you're eating a hot dog yes. and bread pudding. Uh, now, they say that oh, helps. They say that helps. Oh, we had a, a discussion earlier if it's cheating or not, but they use what? it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, how, try- about, how about you and JR? Come on out yeah. to Fresno. We'll, do, we'll grill in the backyard, and I'll soak your buns in water and see yeah. how it helps. Listen, if we get Javon Quinterly, I'll be a lot more happy to, to take you up on that because it would certainly help our basketball program. Exactly right. Soak uh, my buns and whatever you need to I mean, at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm sure that Penny's giving him much more than that right now, and the royal treatment is Javon Quinterly is visiting campus today here in Memphis. We hope he's a Memphis Tiger. Pretty famous Alabama guard. Didn't get a lot as much playing time last year, really, because they had a bunch of stars on that team. Uh, what do you think of Javon Quinterly coming to Memphis? I know right now it's not done, but it looks like it could be done soon. He's a hell of a player for 41 years old. Um, I, I mean, I, but you, you know, in all seriousness, I really like watching him play. Um, he's a six-one dude that plays about six-five, six-six. He's he's lean. He's long. He can fill it up from the outside. He's great at dishing the rock. Uh, he plays solid defense. He's a baller. He's a guy. He has great basketball IQ. He's not a guy that's going to make dumb dumb plays. He's great in the locker room from the people that I've talked to in Tuscaloosa. This is a kid that if he can, if he can uh, get landed uh, by Penny at Memphis, he's going to be a huge addition. I just, I love watching him play basketball because to me, uh, I believe he's from Hackensack, New Jersey. He is all New York metro area. Uh, he's just got that sort of vibe. I mean, Brad, I know you spent time up there. Uh, my family lived in Philly forever. And, and the way he plays the game, uh, he plays at a high speed. He plays fast, but thinks under control. I, I think he would be a great addition for the Tigers. I mean, I, I think that anybody over 25 years old is good for the Tigers, really, at this point. I mean, we're going to get DeAndre Williams back. Uh, and then, of course, we just pointed this out. Most of the Tigers roster, if we're getting him, 
a lot. They're older than like Jaron Jackson was born in 1999. That's a year, almost a year later than. Yeah, they're Quinter older Ray. than the Grizzlies. <laughs> That's where we're at in college hoops right now. Well, listen, I know this is Memphis, and you you don't want to talk Tennessee Vols, but look at what Hendon Hooker did. I mean, when he was right. healthy, That's a good point. Uh, not only not only is he you know what, was he a terrific quarterback, but at, at 25 years old. He was not going to be prone to the kind of mistakes that an 18, 19, 20-year-old was going to make because he'd already been through a few more things in his life. And his critical thinking skills, you know, when you watch what he did, and I'll roll this back to Memphis, when you watch what he did on those two plays that he went about 70 yards against Alabama to set up the game-winning field goal, uh, he was asked by Josh Heifel, what do you want to do, play for overtime or go for it? He's like, what, are you kidding me? Let's go for it. Sure. And I think – and I think when you get an older player, when you get somebody, a roster full of a couple of older guys, especially in basketball, especially in March, I think you can do a lot worse than that. A hundred percent agree. Yep. We are talking to Christopher Gabriel from KMJ Radio in Fresno, a friend of mine, always uh, happy to come on here in Tennessee. He's heard across the state at this point, from Memphis to Knoxville. He makes uh, a lot of guest appearances in Knoxville as well. Former Vol guy and uh, plugged into that program as somebody who was uh, looked at to play on that team. Am I misspeaking, Christopher? I mean, no, no you're you're correct. Yeah, that was so. uh, I was recruited a long time ago um, by uh, Coach Mears, and yeah. uh, I mean that's, I'm aging myself, but uh, you know I got uh, I got engaged in the Tennessee River the night before the Alabama game in 1992. I want to say it's, it's a lot of years, but yeah. no, I and I have, I have family in the Nashville area, so uh, Tennessee is a state that is uh, from Memphis to the to the east coast uh, to the east side of the state. Excuse me. Uh, stayed very near and dear to me. We've got about five or six more minutes. Let me ask you about That's Mike Trout. We're done already. I know. Well, we oh got you know. We I, ran long. We we're, we haven't <laughs> seen each other for a while. It's it's like we're catching up after the Fourth of July. I understand how that works. Yeah, and and also here here's the thing. I try to tell the guys. They're like, well, you're the program director. Like, I don't get run. Like, right. We you and I don't. We never do this, do we, Jay? No, never. You you usually are. You know, we're talking about music, right? Or or I'm like in the back talking about are, are we on the air? Sure. You know, like it's not. So like I don't have get run at this stuff. We're not back yep. timers. Um, we were talking a little bit about Mike Trout. Explain to me what is the deal with Mike. He's got the injury now at the wrist. Looks like it could be out for a while and a broken wrist. Um, he doesn't want the publicity. Is that what it is? Why has he not helped Major League Baseball more? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to this story. Uh, number one, the Angels, no matter how good they are, are and I'm not breaking news here, are always going to be the second team uh, in the Los Angeles area or the Southland, as we call it. Uh, he is not a guy... Uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Rob Manfred and company have asked him repeatedly to be the face or one of the two or three or four faces of baseball. He's a quiet guy. He doesn't want anything to do with that. He's He's a welcoming guy, a warm guy, but he doesn't like publicity. He simply doesn't. And quite frankly, for a guy that is that great, as, as I heard one of you say earlier, kind of a small linebacker, he's really just, he is as freakish in the best possible way as Aaron Judge is at 6'8". Uh, but he just, for the things that he could do to help Major League Baseball, especially uh, up and down the West Coast, he's just not engaged in it. He's just, it's just nothing he's interested in. And then you, you add to the Angels franchise right now, I'll throw this in for you, their owner, Arturo Moreno, I mean, this is a guy that bought the team for about $185 million from Disney. Well, the franchise is now worth over $2 billion, and he is basically loathed by folks in Orange County. So you have this, this uh, circulating kerfuffle of a situation where you have a guy like Shohei Otani uh, who they're thinking about maybe trading. Maybe they're not really sure, but they've, they've been in playoff. I know. They've been in playoff contention. They're in a wild card position. I cannot imagine why you would want to uh, get rid of a guy, even though he lives in Newport Beach, and he is a guy that loves Newport. He loves Southern California. I'm not so sure that he wants to go anywhere, but we'll see how that plays out. But as far as Mike Trout goes, 
I'm hearing six to eight weeks, and that will effectively ruin the Angels' season with him out and with Shohei out uh, for a little bit of time. It's just one more tale in the Mike Trout saga. Like, I just feel like that guy is, every time there's something good happening, I'm like, oh, there's some momentum with the Angels, and like maybe my, people will get to see Mike Trout play finally late into the, uh, into the season. Yep. Then he has some sort of weird injury that like takes him out of the public eye. And for a guy who doesn't already want to be in the public eye, which I'm now learning from you, yeah. this further takes him out because even and takes away people getting to see how awesome he is. It's kind of it, it's pretty sad actually. You know, forgive my interruption. You know, it's a good point. And and uh, somebody joked out here uh, to me at my station, and I mean it was kind of a half joke, half truth, saying that Mike Trout, for as great as he is, uh, is a little has a little bit of Sam Bowie in him. Uh, where it seems like, yeah, it, it, you know, where it seems like every time 10, 20, 30, 40 games into it, suddenly where's, where's the tra- trout out in the lineup? How come? Oh, yeah. he's got a, uh, he's got a problem. It, yeah. And you just wonder what would it be like for the angels if they could drop 162 with him in the lineup and it just never happens. That's I'm with you. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's uh, uh, Christopher, there's another baseball question I want to ask you, and it's, it's I mean, not it's, it's somewhat related to Mike Trout, actually, um, because I, because much as I called him such a nondescript player, even though he's awesome, it's nothing. There's nothing flashy or yeah. fancy about him. He's just good. Um, and I was uh, on your Twitter page. Uh, you had uh, retweeted that you had done an interview with Will Clark several years ago, and a guy responded to you about mimicking his batting stance. At which point, is it? This has got me thinking about, and I was. I, I was playing with my son in the backyard, and I was doing all these batting stances from dudes in the 80s, like Jose Oquendo yeah. and Daryl Strawberry, and there were all these super unique batting stances, even along with like pitching windups, like of like the Japanese Rick pitchers Sutcliffe. who would come over yeah. and like have these crazy windups, yeah. and it made it added this like flair and uniqueness to baseball that like if you were if you were a kid and like just couldn't watch a baseball game because you're a kid and you're jumping all over the place, yeah. but you had these things that would grab you that you were that you remember you could remember mm-hmm. like why would in the world would I remember Jose Okendo's batting stance except that it was it was open right except it was so wide, wide open wide open and that I don't feel like I see anybody with a unique batting stance or anything anymore and is that like because the training has gotten so specialized and data driven that they're like if you stand like that you can't hit the ball at this uh, <laughs> trajectory angle. Like what? Like I feel, I feel like this ties back into Mike Trout. Is that it's just a standard batting stance? He just stands up there, looks normal, hits the ball hard, and then that's about it. You know, that's a great point that you're making, and I think you're right. I mean, as you were saying that, the two guys that come to mind that I used to always imitate, I used to love imitate, imitating the batting style of Willie Stargell. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he did that thing with his double, and then as, yep. as a pitcher, I loved imitating Louis Keon. Uh, you know, with the with the big kick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You yes. Have that going. Uh, Dan Quisenberry. Then, yeah. Quisenberry, yeah, where he was, you know, touching the ground by yeah. the time he would be uh, releasing yep. the ball. But you know, you're right. Think back, think back when Fernando Valenzuela came in. I mean, he was dominating the National League, and the Dodgers initially wanted to get him to lose weight, and they started to do that, and he started <laughs> to be ineffective. And they said, you know what? The right, hell put with it, it back on. Doing yeah. that. So I'm with you. Let these guys be who they are, because now everything is. They've got 12 cameras on guys betting. Ah, oh, you're opening your hip up a little yep. too much. You're dropping your elbow. Just let it. If a guy is doing it well, let him do his thing. Who's batting like Kevin Euclid anymore? Uh, Where's that batting? We stance? need some more uniqueness to the game of baseball. <laughs> hey, Christopher, you're a friend of mine, and you always do the program. Uh, maybe Friday, can I give you the, uh, you know, the Johnny Carson routine and get you back on the couch Just Friday? Give him a bigger slot. Uh, we, we went short with you. I feel like there's more there. So anytime you, anytime you, you want me to come on Friday, I'll be there. Maybe we do the same time, and I'll try to hit 3:30 on Friday. How's that? Brother. All right, thanks. That is the great Christopher Gabriel, friend He's of awesome. mine, an awesome friend He's of the awesome. program. 
uh, at CG program, KMJ, KMJ Now. He's You can hear their station on the Odyssey app. He'll be on tomorrow morning live from the West Coast. Always great to have him on. Thank you to Christopher. Thank you to Jason Smith. Thank you to Jeffrey Wright. Uh, a quick two hours. And that flew by, didn't it, Brad? It does. When there's two people and, and we actually get some prep in here, there we it, go. it goes fast. Uh, my thanks to you, JR. We'll do it hey, again man. tomorrow thanks. at four o'clock, or at 2, two o'clock, o'clock. Uh, 2 to 4 tomorrow, the Gene and Jeffrey Show. Coming up next, it's Gabe Kuhn, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.